We always hear about why STEM is important. Whether you are a teacher, an educator, a parent, you are here listening to this podcast because you keep hearing about why STEM is important and why do we need to teach it. But really, why? (laughs) Why is it important? Today, I am speaking with a guest who actually works in the STEM field as a senior mechanical engineer. Our guest also educates children about the possibilities in STEM, and she sees it currently in her real job and also when she is doing her various projects and outreach as to why STEM is important. It is our future. That is where we are going, and she sees it each and every day. Today, I am speaking with Tiffany Tichy, who wears many different hats in the various projects and outreach that she does in the STEM education field. Outside of her role of being a senior mechanical engineer, which influences all the many amazing things that she does, Tiffany does so many things to help us in the STEM education space. She is a STEM advocate, a TEDx speaker, a radio show host, an international children's book author, the STEM Crew Magazine founder, and also a publishing company founder. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode and read her full bio to see all of the amazing things that she is doing. I appreciate her worth ethic and all the possibilities and ways that she is positively influencing STEM education. So definitely go see what she is working on because it's absolutely amazing and also helpful to give you the resources that you need to be successful in this elementary STEM space. Also, you're going to be hearing more from Tiffany over on my kid podcast in a little bit, the STEM Career Quest podcast, where she is going to be talking to kids more about her role as being a senior mechanical engineer. So I can't wait for you to hear the teacher and educator side of her experiences and why STEM education is important. And then in a few weeks, go and check out the STEM Career Quest podcast when she's out there. You can go check it out now. Totally fine. But um, go check out her episode when that comes out because what she has to say is really powerful and influential for our kids. I really enjoyed my conversation with Tiffany, and I know you are too. So let's jump into this episode. Welcome to the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast, a show that'll help you with lesson ideas, systems, and actionable tips to apply to your classroom. I am your host, Naomi Meredith, a former classroom teacher turned current STEM teacher and coach. With over a decade of experience teaching and a master's degree in STEM leadership, I am here to coach you throughout the year to help you gain back more time to create innovative experiences for your students. Grab your earbuds and let's get started. Well, thank you, Tiffany, so much for being here today. We connected over on Instagram, and I think you had a giveaway going on, and someone told me about you, and then you and I started chatting, and I was on your radio show, and I'm like, you need to be on my podcast. So we've connected paths in a lot of ways, and I'm sure many more, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so glad we've connected. Yeah, me too. And if you guys watch the video version, she has the cutest background um, with books behind her. Are those your books or a combination mm-hmm. of others? It's my book. These are mine, but uh, I do 
I do have my clients, but these are mine up here. <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, you're gonna have to tell us about your books because I love a good STEM book and they're mm-hmm. for kids. Yes. So we'll yes. chat more about it, but it's such a perfect background. You might as well show off your work. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> So with your background as an engineer, you also do so much when it comes to helping kids in STEM. So how did you get into this space of combining your engineering background and inspiring kids? How did that all happen? Right. Okay. So getting into the engineering background, initially, I wanted to be a lawyer. And and so I thought I could debate and do all that. But my parents, my mom was an educator and my dad was an entrepreneur, um, had my brother and I. He's also an engineer. He's a civil engineer. I'm a mechanical engineer. But um, he had us go. To, they, they had us go into a math and science Saturday Academy. So every Saturday we go to there. So from there, I learned about how engineering was about problem solving, um, critical thinking. And then also in those math classes, I was asking the questions and everything, too. And so and then my dad had a, cl- a client who was a civil engineer. He said, you might need to get your kids into engineering. So from the, that's called social capital. And then from being a part of the programs of the Saturday programs, that was what got us into um, wanting to do engineering. So fast forward to knowing that it's a male dominated field, knowing that, you know, representation matters in this field. I would go and talk to the kids and, you know, they always want us engineers to come. Teachers love when we come in, <laughs> come in and talk to the yeah. kids. And so when we come and talk to them, I would go and say, how many men an engineer? And not many hands goes up. And so after doing hands-on activities, after, you know, doing the talk about how engineering is fun, I would say, how many men engineer? So all hands should go up. And it was that moment, that pivotal moment where I said, okay, I need to put this in writing. These kids need to learn about STEM careers. And so hence why I was able to say, let's connect through writing a book and getting these kids exposed to STEM. I love that so much. And it you are absolutely right, because I have seen the same exact thing. And that's why we're collaborating because like I see the same thing. And when I was a teacher, I hosted a STEM career day um, Mm -hmm. because kids need to see themselves in STEM jobs. You've read the studies, I'm sure. And you being in the field, you see like the actual Mm -hmm. facts, which is really sad how Mm -hmm. um, just that underrepresentation. So, but we need to expose kids when they're young. Yeah. Um, we can't wait until middle school and high school and you've seen it firsthand and now you're creating resources yeah. for kids. What are some of the, um, books that you've created? Cause you have a bunch, but what are some I, of the ones that you've done? <laughs> well, that first one was an alphabet book. So I kept it simple, you know, trying to be all creative. I said, no, and I'm not even gonna try to rhyme and do all that. I stayed in my lane. I learned to stay in the lane. And so the first book was, what can I be STEM careers from A to Z? That rhymes, but that was about it. Um, and so like, he has the different careers in STEM, starts with an astronaut. Um, and I didn't just do engineering. I said, I want all different careers. So that was my first book back in 2019. And so I've been rolling since with the color and activity book to Spanish, French, Swahili, Italian translations for the book. And so then I said, okay, I need to start. And then I have a journal and, and a teacher's guide. I have a teacher's guide with it too. But then I said, okay, I need to start doing a storyline. So I have the STEM Crew Kids Adventures series. And so they're building a balloon powered car. And so also next one after this is coming up is the um, building a magical spaceship. And so now the STEM Crew Kids that's in the um, you know initial book are now doing different activities. And so they get to learn and about teamwork and working together. And so those are many of the different yeah types of books I've been able to spin off with and be able to get out there for resources. I love that. I'm going to have to read the alphabet one to get ideas for my STEM career quest podcast. 
because there are a lot of STEM jobs I haven't heard of. And I was a STEM teacher. So different where I don't have a STEM background in a STEM field. I have a master's in STEM, completely different. So I'm going to have to read your book to get some ideas for some jobs. But I know teachers are going to love that because STEM teachers and classroom teachers are always looking for those connections in different ways to incorporate um, literacy into their STEM blocks. So we'll link all of your books in the show notes for sure, because um, we're always looking for those resources. So with you being in STEM, you know, it's important, but like we've talked about it a little bit, but why do you think kids need to know about this? So we know the jobs are important, but why else do they need to learn about STEM? I mean, STEM is everywhere. And when I talk to the kids, I'm like, you know that when you wake up in the morning, some type of STEM career has played a role with this. And because there's so many jobs, there's so many unfulfilled jobs in STEM, you've got to start early. And these kids got to get exposed early. So it's just letting them know just by hands-on activities, going to do different you know, visits, going to do job shadow. I tell the parents a lot of times, take a kid, if they want to be a veterinarian, maybe go have them. If they have a pet, go for a day, job shadow them for a day so they can see and learn about those careers and they can start early with that. And so it's just letting the kids know that you are making a difference. Why I got into it? Because I knew I'd be challenged. So kids know that they can make a difference with what the work that they're doing with STEM. And that's why I try to share the importance of it because everything we do, Somewhere somebody has tapped in it that's in a STEM career. And because the jobs are out there, why not take advantage of being a part of it? So that that's why I say kids should be a part of STEM because it's you're making a difference. And I think that's ultimately it. Absolutely. And do you see that in your job? Like do with you being an engineer during the day, do you see that there's a lot of unfulfilled roles? Is that something they talk about or the trends? Yes. I mean, the numbers are out there. I've, I've seen where it's 35 million jobs that's out there, unfulfilled jobs for STEM. Um, the statistics are out there. It's just getting in those positions, going, you know, going to school, doing the internships. That really helps with your resume. I tell that I, I push that a lot too. I had like three or four different types of internships, but it let me know career wise. So even starting before you go into the job, get those internships. It lets you know what you want to do and what you do not want to do. Yeah. And so I push that a lot with, uh, trying to decide if there's STEM jobs out there. Yes, there's they're out yeah. there, but go ahead, getting your going starting early, getting exposure, that helps build your resume to get into those positions as well. It's so true. You do have to experience it. We have a school um near me and it's not a trade school, um, but it's like an option with like electives in high school where the kids can actually try out different, they call them pathways. Mm -hmm. So some of them are a trade where they do actually um, do some mechanical engineering on local airplanes. Mm -hmm. Um, Some do some nursing type of things. Some are like doing cybersecurity, but they always talk about like, because they are partnering with local um, businesses, a lot of them can get jobs right out of high school um, Mm -hmm. if it's that type of job. But also like you were saying, Maybe you don't really like blood. Let's say you're doing the nursing pathway. <laughs> that was not my field. I said, I knew I was not going into healthcare. I said, I'm, yeah. no, that, I said, I'm not trying to see all that. So I knew, yeah, that wasn't it for me. <laughs> yeah, right. And so you're like not spending all this money. Like, oh, I'm not, <laughs> this isn't for me. I wasted three years of college and mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore, which is fine. But we like that exposure, the younger yeah. they are. Little kids are always thinking about what they want to be when they grow up. Yes. We ask them. All the time. That's a kindergarten question when they graduate. 
What yes. do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> so. And they're like, whoa, I want to be this. So I want to be that. Just like I thought I'd be a lawyer. Thought I could debate yeah. do all that. But no, that wasn't my calling for that. So yeah, yeah. I, I do. I wanted to be a teacher, but also who would have thought in kindergarten I was going to be a podcaster? Like, yes. did I say that? No, no <laughs> not at I all. Didn't either. <laughs> yeah, right. So like, there's even like, you know, there's jobs out there that are going to be in the future that don't exist. But all of the skills that they are doing now, like the problem solving, you're talking about the collaborating, um, that is so important because whatever job you choose, you need to be a good employee. (laughs) Right. And that's where that soft skills plays a role with it. Um, I see a lot of the whole presentation skills. I mean, those are key things. I tell the kids when I'm talking to them, I'm like, okay, what, what classes are needed? Math, science, but do not forget English, writing. You cannot forget these things because you got to have these skills. You do the research, but how are you going to relay that research that you did? You got to be able to present it. You got to be able to write it. So I also incorporate that when I talk to the kids of not just math and science, but English is just as important as well. So Yeah, it is. It's all connected. Even when I've talked to teachers that like planning STEM lessons, I just talked to a teacher and they're all, oh, well, STEM isn't reading and writing, right? And I said, no, it yeah. is. Like it your is. face. If you guys see Tiffany's face, her <laughs> eyes got really big when I said that. <laughs> because I'm it's all... like, I mean, I have to do it for work. Every day we've got to relate a message. We have to be able to present. You've got to be able to say what what is going on. And so reading and writing is definitely important. <laughs> I know. I'm all, oh, oh, no, no, no. Like it is all of that. Like I know it's not in the name, but it's you need to do. I'm all the kids research. They're researching yeah. about the project. They have to write how they're going to plan what went well what didn't mm-hmm. collect data Document. yeah, so, yeah like no no it's everything so even if you're not a stem teacher you don't have to be um and that's actually really common i teach some stem field trips actually why we rescheduled because that is stem field trip but mm-hmm. um i teach some stem field trips in my um community and it's so interesting tiffany that most schools do not have stem and they don't know what it is And I, yeah, they don't even know what it is because I'm like, hey, what's STEM? And Mm -hmm. I can tell, like, that's my first question. And when we do these hands-on projects, it is so clear. Even if they didn't tell me they didn't have STEM, I know they don't have STEM because the way kids are talking to each other, the ones who do not have it give up a lot faster. They fight more. They don't collaborate well. Mm -hmm. They, They draw, like, if we're doing, like, a planning for a project, they'll draw one way and just sit there. They won't think mm-hmm. of anything else. Other option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the so, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It. No, that's it. I mean, the thing is, failure happens. I mean, the whole fixing it, testing it out, you know, going through that. Pro- that's the whole design process we talk about with um, definitely with engineering design process of knowing you create it, you brainstorm, you go through the whole process. But how do you fix it and how does it make it work? Because a lot of times it doesn't work the first time. So those are things, you know, that plays a role with it. So when you said that, I had to at least emphasize that piece of It's so true. And you see it in your job and you teach the kids like, you know, and I see it too. And I saw it when I first started, when I was in my STEM space, I saw the same thing. And so like reiterating those skills, it takes practice. It's not going to be an overnight thing. It -hmm. took five years for my students to get to where they were in the beginning and at the end, and it needs to keep going. And so Mm -hmm. even if you don't have a STEM teacher, if you're not a STEM teacher, you still need to do these types of things Mm -hmm. because you're actually doing a disservice for your students. Like you don't have to have a background in it. 
we have both of us together. Tiffany, I, Tiffany and I resources. have everything for you to get started. <laughs> yes, we sure do. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of that, you talked about your books. Do you have any fun projects going on or what are outside of your, it could be a regular job too, but what are some things you have going on in the STEM world? Well, I do. I mean, as far as different, I'm, I make sure that there's opportunities. So I've done STEM magazine. So oh, STEM crew magazine. That's one thing as far as not just the books, but now I've got STEM trailblazers. So now I've reached out to other STEM trailblazers and have them in there. And then I have like five activities in each of the magazines where they can do different hands-on activities in it. And then of course, contributing articles. So yeah, the STEM crew magazine um, is another one of my parts of the journey of getting the message out there. And yeah, the sky's the limit. I always am doing on different platforms and talk, talking on different platforms um, to make sure the message is out there. Like I was able to do TEDx um, in South Africa, University of South Africa. So just getting the message out there. Those are some of my projects that I'm always making sure that the message is out there about the importance of STEM, especially with our kids. Uh, how do you get connected with schools? Um, how mm-hmm. do you go to schools or do you do them virtually? How do you do all that? Combina- combination. I, like I, I get asked all the time. So a lot of times there's support with the books. They're like, okay, we want to get these books into the schools. And so of course you get the bulk sales with the schools. We're getting asked to um, be able to go and talk to the you know, kids. And so I'm able to do reading, book readings. So it's virtually or either, you know, in-person type of activities that's been involved with it. So yeah, it's a combination. Um, so I'll, yeah, definitely. And it, it's always, I've done where I've done talks to the parents. I've done those type of talks. So not just to the kids, but the parents of the kids. Um, I've had those type of sessions where we talked and try to get them engaged with it as well. Um, as far as activities, as far as not just for the kids, I also have a playbook that's coming out, a STEM playbook. The STEM playbook is going to be where not just, you know, the for the schools, but parents and families can now have different activities that they can look at for the um, kids as well. So yeah, they're getting into the schools. I'm, I'm constantly getting into the schools to get the message out there for the kids as well. Absolutely. We need a lot of people in the lines doing, there's so many kids out there. We need a lot of us to help influencing. And if you guys want to hear Tiffany talk to kids, she's going, we're actually you're going to hear this episode before the other one, but Tiffany's going to be a guest on the STEM Career Quest podcast. So you yes. will get to hear her style chatting with the kids. So yes. you'll, we were going to record that after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, And so we, you've talked about it, like getting the parents in excited, but is there like, if someone doesn't know where to get started or if there's like a big takeaway what advice do you have for teachers and parents who might be hesitant um, trying anything in STEM? It might sound overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, what what advice do you have for them? Well, my advice is don't get discouraged. Even if you don't know, you can do a lot of stuff even at home. There's there's things at home, and it's just getting your kids to start being that inquisitive, asking questions, getting them. I say just that that's the start. Doing some hands on activities, find some materials. Now let's build something and working together. I think that's key. And just getting the questions, start stimulating their minds. I think that's a great start. And then, like I said, the different field trips, the different going to a museum, going to different, you know, natures out here. There's so many opportunities, not just inside, but you can also do outside. And so I would say just get started with, and if you don't know, there are a lot of resources online. Um, and by the way, I can't give a free resource, um, 10 STEM scholarships to organizations. I've looked up and researched um, www.stemistheway.com. And so there's so many resources. And I, that's a good start if you can get some organizations where definitely 
there's Society of Women and Engineers, there's the National Society of Black Engineers. There's so many professional organizations where if you look them up online, look up different engineering or STEM organizations, they probably have some volunteer opportunity or mentoring opportunity that you can also get started with. That's really good advice. I haven't heard about some of those resources. So we'll link all of that because that's we're so lucky with the internet. Like there's no excuse to not mm-hmm. get started. Yes. Um so with that, where you have a lot of different places, um, but where can teachers find and connect with you and um learn all the things you're doing in STEM? I'm gonna point them to one, just like I had just mentioned. And then that from that point will be able to allow them to get connected because then it'll show the books and all that. So www.stemistheway.com. Go there and then that'll get you where you can get free gift of 10 STEM scholarships or organizations. And then it'll connect you where you can then also get the books and everything too. And you'll learn more about me and all the things I'm doing as far as getting out yeah. there STEM. And you guys, she has a full-time job. She's doing all of this. So <laughs> you're a busy lady, lady and, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and I'm also getting my PhD. I'm also getting my PhD as well. Yeah. That's another, <laughs> I'm getting, oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm almost finished, but yes, I'm getting my PhD, um, leadership studies program, North Carolina A&T. My undergrad is in mechanical engineering and engineering management from University Charlotte, but I also am getting this PhD as well. It's a full-time job as well as the business itself. Yeah. So. You go, girl. I, I'm rooting <laughs> for you. That is Thank awesome. You. That I appreciate that so much. Like from one one hard worker to another, I get you. I totally Thank understand. You. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Well, you guys hear, heard it here first. There's no excuse. You guys got this. We're here for you. And we appreciate all of your insight, Tiffany, and um, all the amazing things that you're doing to impact STEM education. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Elementary STEM Coach Podcast. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Naomi Meredith underscore or send me an email to elementarystemcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check out my website, naomimeredith.com to see all the show notes from today's episode and shop my K-5 STEM resources. Any questions you have, needs for resources, or ideas for episodes, get in touch. I'll talk to you soon.